0: Welcome back to America Kimmy Talk. I'm Debbie Georgiatis. If you're just tuning in tonight, especially if you're listening on radio at 660 AM here in Dallas, Texas, or at AM 1460 and FM 101.1, The Answer in Colorado Springs, I love talking with you every Sunday night. I hope you can listen to my show on Facebook Live, where the vast majority of the audience is and the growing audience is. Um, and so I want to be quickly repeating my message in the first hour my show, uh, and I just had a great opportunity fall on my lap, and I went for it, and I'm moving the show to a podcast arrangement where I will have, the show will still be right here on Facebook Live at America Can We Talk. It'll also be on 18 other podcast aggregator sites. It's going to be, have a much broader reach, and plus it's going to change days and times. It's now going to be Instead of Sunday evening, 6 to 8, which I has, has worked well and it's fun. And I have a lot of people kind of telling me they just set their Sunday plan around trying to listen to the show. But the show is now moving to Monday through Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Central Time. And if you're on Facebook Live listening to this or if you're on YouTube Live, the show will be on YouTube Live on my own station, on U, my own channel on YouTube. Just go there and put in Debbie Georgiatis and America Can We Talk, and you can find it there, too. But um, you can also, because of these kind, the way these things work, you can go back and look at old shows and listen to old interviews, and, and it, especially I, I, once in a while I'll mention them, you know, something that someone said you might want to go hear. So... Uh, I am not going anywhere, especially in Facebook Live. In fact, if you come back next, next Sunday at 6, I will be here. Okay. I also want to thank the sponsor of this show. America Can We Talk is sponsored by GC Works, a Dallas-based company that performs research in advanced technology and delivers innovative approaches to the oil and gas industry. Simply could not do the show without them. So very, very grateful. Okay. This is my cruise to the news segment. I try to get as many stories as I can in in this one. is a short segment at the top of the hour. But I grew up in New York, so I can talk fast. So I'm going to try to get through as many as I can. Uh, first, I want to start by saying just just uh, mentioning the unfortunate and just just truly tragic passing of a a writer at the Federalist named is B R E. I believe it's Bray Bray Payton. but a young woman, 26 years old, um, just uh, sudden uh, suddenly passed away this week, apparently from a uh, very extreme. Um, uh strain of the flu and so just uh, i know she's missed Uh, the federalist is one of my favorite websites i go there and get articles all the time to talk about in this show so i'm sorry for her passing and um just uh, sadness for and and sympathy for everyone her family and and those who loved her um i also want to talk about i mentioned the green new deal and i mentioned alexandria ocasio cortez on my podcast i also do a wednesday at 3 p.m podcast so for the next few weeks before the official podcast thing launches January 14th, I will be doing my podcast and this Wednesday at 3 o'clock, 3 o'clock Central Time, right here in Facebook Live, my podcast, I'm going to do a deep dive and explain this Green New Deal, this Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, thing she is proposing. I will tell you that I think it's so extreme and uh, her, you know, she's a radical socialist and and I think many of you, if you listen to my show often, you know that Environmentalism is the new home of the so, of socialism. It is the place people who just believe in big government control over everything in your life. Can go because environmentalism, what it is today, this climate change advocacy is all about control. It is about redistribution of wealth. And if you haven't listened to my show before and you aren't aware of this, um, you know, email me at AmericaCanWeTalk at gmail com. I'll send you links. But I'm telling you, folks, this is where people go who want to control your life. So Alexandria Ocasio, and so it's massive wealth redistribution through the United Nations. Matt, uh, and so it's just, it's just. It's just a mess, but in particular, the Green New Deal, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez proposed... um One writer was saying, well, she's kind of winning because everyone was talking about it, but she also got told uh, by the Nancy Pelosi and the team, whoever's running the Democrat Party in Washington right now, you know, we're not making, we're not following your demand here, uh, Little Miss Socialist, and making a a whole new, she wanted a massive committee um, created, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez did, and so she's gotten the word out there that she's trying to make the Green New Deal into something like FDR's New Deal. Nothing like that. It's a massive uh, power grab, but anyway, uh, so so far she's getting shut down. Um, I also wanted to mention that I noticed an article that was talking about the number of on-duty uh, police officers killed in 2018. And you know, on this show, we love the military. We, I mean, most Americans, we love the military. We love our first responders. We love our police. We're so grateful for them. But in uh, the year 2018, on-duty police officer deaths rose as compared with 2017. Uh, There were um, more law enforcement, uh, 144 killed in 2018, um, up from 129 the previous year. So I just, you know, that's among the many um, things happening with the mindset of the American left, the constant pitting of groups of people against each other, constant depicting of police as bad guys, um, we end up with a more violent society. Um, I also want to mention about the shutdown. You know, right now they, there's a shutdown because uh, the Schumer and the Senate Democrats won't fund Trump's wall, and Trump is saying, I'm not signing anything until I get the money for the wall. Trump is trying to negotiate. He sent Pence over and he sent Mulvaney over and they offered something, uh, some reduction in the amount of money that he gets for the wall. And the Senate is saying no dice. I just want to say, I think the Republicans should not worry about that. Republicans should hand, st- stand strong, hang in there. Do not surrender. Quick reminder, uh, back with the uh, last uh, long notable shutdown was in October, 2013. It lasted for 16 days. And, um, Obama administration tried to embarrass and maximize the pain with it, you know, and the press blamed the Republicans. So that was October of 2013. And the next uh, next elections that happened, uh, Republicans took the majority and a huge Republican victory. Don't worry about the shutdown. Debbie George S. Mary Can We Talk. Come back in four minutes.
1: Patriot Paws Service Dogs is a national nonprofit whose only mission is to train and provide service dogs of the highest quality at no cost to disabled veterans with mobile disabilities. Patriot Paws has unique partnerships with the Texas Department of Criminal Justice and with Texas A&M University to help train their dogs. Not only are the dogs saving veterans' lives, they're changing lives from prison cells to college dorms. It takes two years and costs $34,000 to train women one Patriot Paws Service Dog for a Disabled Veteran. Would you consider helping a disabled veteran get a service dog? Visit PatriotPaws.org. Patriot Paws has over 80 veterans waiting for a service dog and receives hundreds of calls each month from other veterans asking for help. Visit PatriotPaws.org and find out how you can help. Follow Patriot Paws on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram and consider a donation at PatriotPaws.org.
2: Do you dream of a better world, one where poverty and hunger are a thing of the past? What if you could make a real difference in the lives of those most in need? The solution to poverty is not handouts, but hope, the freedom and opportunity to use one's talents and resources for good. At Five Talents, we empower the poor to start their own small businesses. Five Talents works in some of the most difficult places in the world. With $85, you can help a new entrepreneur escape from poverty and build a sustainable business that helps her whole family. Can you think of anywhere else your gift can work that effectively? When you walk with 5 Talents, you bring opportunity to those most in need. Join us in demonstrating the greatness of American generosity. Visit 5talents.org today to learn about the impact you can make. That's 5talents.org. F I V E talents.org. help ipi restore liberty and economic growth go to ipi.org today that's ipi.org one more time go to ipi.org today america faces unprecedented threats to our national security
0: Okay, don't you just love my music? I love the music on this show. This is Debbie Georgiadis and this is America Can We Talk. And we're doing a preview of 2019. All the issues, okay, not all the issues, all the issues I can fit in, in a two-hour show to talk about that we have to keep our eyes open about and understand... The kind of attacks will be coming because the Democrats control the House and the media and the way we have to be ready to respond. You know, I, in the uh, two areas I can't even get into much, but obviously the Second Amendment uh, will be under siege. But unfortunately, the Republicans hold the Senate. So maybe there's nothing's going to happen in 2019. But even if very little legislation gets through, which is probably the case, very little because the House and Senate aren't on the same page. And so maybe very little legislation will get through. It's still a time when the American political conversation is happening. It's still a time when you can be part of shaping the friends, your friends, your family, the people you interact with in your daily life, shaping their views by speaking up. Because the left is going to spend all of 2019 trying to convince the American public that the, um, you know, that... President Trump is crazy. The Republicans are crazy. They're just trying to, you know, take money away from babies and poor people and give it to their rich friends and all the dumb lines they come up with, you know, every single election cycle. They have a new iteration of the same silliness. The Democrats do. But it's going to be a time with a lot of conversation happening. It's going to shape people's views and then therefore shape the 2020 presidential election. So it's it's uh, it's a time to be really engaged and it's fun to be engaged. It's better to be engaged than to be sitting home fretting and worrying about what is happening to our country. Um, so there's also, I didn't even mention, you know, a huge thing that is looming with the Republican uh, loss of the House, the Democrat taking control of the House, is the potential for impeachment. Now, we've talked about this so many times in this show, but I want to make one thing clear at least. We're going to talk about Mueller a little later, but nothing that the Mueller investigation has uncovered after whatever number million dollars we're at now, it's like twenty-four million we've spent with a team of Mueller and seventeen other Trump hating, Obama loving, Hillary Clinton loving lawyers digging into every nook and cranny of Trump's life has not resulted in anything uncovered that's impeachable. Now what the Democrats are going to do starting probably January 4th, since they take charge January 3rd, they will begin diving into President Trump's tax returns, trying to get the tax returns released. They'll be diving into every business deal he made, every time he negotiated a deal with some foreign government or some not foreign government, foreign entity on behalf of one of his businesses. They will dig into his just every aspect of his life looking for something to bring him down. Which is exactly the same mission Robert Mueller has been on since the time he was appointed, digging into every aspect of the Trump campaign and and President Trump's life to find something to destroy him. So... Leads me to something I want to talk about briefly, which was, you know, a lot of people have, uh, you know, during the 2016 presidential um, primaries and we had whatever it was, 17 Republicans, I think. And a lot of people had their favorite. And, and maybe for a lot of you, your favorite wasn't President Trump. Um, but what has happened is the left has managed, along with their cohorts in the media, their you know, allies in the media, to make President Trump's personality the issue. To make the fact that he has a, you know, New York. I I grew up in New York. I mean, upstate New York, but still New York. And I I kind of I kind of like the whole New York thing. I I don't have a problem with it. But some people don't like the New York style, the kind of brashness, the direct, plain spoken way, very direct, the whole thing that that Trump does. But you know, it is incumbent on being a thinker, being an intelligent patriot, to not to to be grown up enough to put Trump's personality aside and look at what he's doing. Look at the policies he's brought about. Look at the changes in our economy. Look at the strength we're seeing in the world for America because we were smart enough to get out of the climate deal, uh, which was a just a massive socialist wealth redistribution plan you know, labeled as a climate deal. Get, get us out of the Iranian deal, which was the effort of President Obama to empower the Iranian Shia Muslims as against the other Muslims in that part of the world who are an, mostly um, Sunni and to empower and embolden Iran to become a hegemonic power in, the, in that part of the world. That was Obama's goal. The, the Iranian deal we did, which basically gave, it just, in, under the guise of protecting the world from the Iranians developing nuclear weapons, actually gave them the, the means to develop those weapons. That's how bad that deal was. And I said at the time, and, and on the show, and many experts I had on said the same thing, Trump got us out of that. Trump is just, good or bad, unwilling to be pushed around by the winds, you know, the current popular term, the the current, the winds of change. He's just, he's going with his instincts. And so I I think, you know, I I tell you, I have a friend here um, in Dallas whose husband— Was very down on Trump, big Republican, uh, very active in the Republican Party. And she just said she can't stand him, that he, for a while, he thought he was so bad, Trump was so bad, that he, the husband, was kind of wishing with the Democrats that some way they'd find some way to impeach him. But he said he watched the, she, my friend told me recently that her husband watched the Kavanaugh hearing, the hearing where the trying, they, uh, now, Supreme Court justice, but then the nominee for the Supreme Court, uh, Kavanaugh, was put through the hearing in the Senate, and she basically said, "You know, it finally dawned on her husband, this is not about Trump, this is not about Kavanaugh, this is not about Trump. This is Trump isn't the problem. I mean, that was his conclusion. Trump isn't the problem. It's the American left that's the problem. They have succeeded in melding the Trump personality, some do or don't like, and 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 the just visceral." Hysteria the Democrats felt when they lost the 2016 presidential elections very sure they're going to have Hillary in the in the president's uh, chair in the, in the Oval Office and they, have been determined to destroy him. And it's incumbent on people who love this country to rise above their like or dislike of President Trump personally, look at the policies, and if you really do have an opposition, I mean, it's different if you say, I think the Iranian deal was the best thing going, I think the climate deal was good, or whatever you think. Okay, policy differences all day long, let's talk about it. But don't let the media... Democrat, or I usually call it the Democrat media mob, manipulate you into misunderstanding the issues that we face and what their goal is. Their goal is to destroy Trump and their goal is to find a basis to impeach him, whether it matters, whether it's legitimate or not. So, okay, one of the things I wanted to tell you, this is so far. I love doing this show every week. I love talking to you every week. You know, I do a cruise of the news. It was the last segment. One story I didn't get to, but I just want to quickly mention it because it's kind of entertaining. Um, there was a story in Politico, you know, the left-wing Politico, and they were talking about this recent movie about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And, you know, she's uh, ill right now. She's just had cancer surgery, lung cancer surgery, and she's recovering at home. And But this movie came out. It was really, you know, just lionizing her as this uh, great, move, great person who did so much to help— um, to help America, uh, to, to help women, to get to equality for women, to stand up. And so it, I guess I haven't seen the movie, but it's apparently really, really uh, strongly um, adulatory of her. And so Politico is making the point that the left has been jumping up and down, hysterically excited about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, best justice ever. You know, her views matter. She's the one. And what they're getting at, what the guy, the critic of this, uh, all that excitement was getting at is, you know, here we have the left trying to claim that the um, politics shouldn't enter the um, Supreme Court. In fact, you had, when Trump had recently criticized a decision by a judge, he said, well, Trump said he was an Obama judge, and the, the uh, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court actually went out and said, in a rare rebuke of a sitting president, said, there is no such thing as an Obama president, uh, Obama judge, a Clinton judge, a Bush judge. There's no such thing as a the, judge are impartial, which was the most absurd thing that the guy ever said. I mean, just, just so absurd. But this political thing is basically saying, look, if we're going to be jumping up and down about uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, we better recognize we're kind of admitting that. All we really want in the judiciary is left-wing thinkers who think like we do. And we're really agreeing with the, with what the criticism of the constitutionalists is, is that we don't care about the Constitution. We just want our person in there to do our policy. So it's kind of funny. Okay. What I really want to talk about this segment with only a minute left, um, but it has to do with this great idea this uh, Carrie Lucas came up with. Carrie Lucas is, the current, is a woman current president of the Independent Women's Forum. Great, great group. Thoughtful, smart wonderful people she has started to use the term your progressive privilege it's a brilliant avenue of conversation you know how the the american left and all academia is just endlessly talking about check your privilege at the door check your white privilege check your rich privilege check your you know whatever your privilege is and she's saying what the left has managed to create in this country is a progressive privilege which means Left-wing views are assumed to be right, morally superior, sanctimoniously to be defended, and and that opposing views opposing the progressive view are something that you're, you're barely allowed to say. we come back from the break, I'll tell you more. Come back in four minutes on Facebook. Oh,
3: and helping them through their short-term struggles. Make a difference today and help serve America's military families. Visit OperationHomeFront.org. That's OperationHomeFront.org.
4: Our nation faces a choice. The path of big government based out of Washington or the unique brand of liberty and prosperity enjoyed here in Texas for 27 years. The Texas public policy foundation has helped leaders in the lone star state prove that fiscal restraint and small government can deliver opportunity and prosperity for all. The Texas public policy foundation promotes and defends solutions here and around the country based on liberty, free enterprise and personal responsibility, whether in
5: The right to freedom of speech, to be who you are and to speak your mind, is a foundational American value enshrined in the First Amendment to our Constitution. And nowhere is that value more important than on America's college campuses. But too often on our campuses, unpopular political opinions or religious beliefs are met with censorship or even violence instead of honest dialogue and discussion. And Texas colleges are no exception. Schools like the University of Texas at Austin, Sam Houston State University, and the University of North Texas all place burdensome restrictions on free speech. That's why the Foundation for Individual Rights in Education, FIRE, fights back against the censors to defend liberty on America's college campuses. Does your college or alma mater uphold our most cherished American value of freedom of speech? Find out by visiting thefire.org and consider lending FIRE. Your support.
6: America is greatly blessed by the men and women serving in our military who are defending us every day, making our freedom possible. Military families also serve, and they face hardships while dads and moms are far from home. Military families endure frequent moves around the country and overseas, requiring them to adjust to new schools and make new friends over and over. They also face anguish while their soldiers is deployed overseas, often in harm's way. The Army Scholarship Foundation offers one way to help military families, by providing academic scholarships to children and spouses of soldiers. And you can help. Visit Armyscholarshipfoundation.org and consider making a tax-deductible donation to help a military family member pursue his or her educational dream. Assisting military family members with their college education is a great way for all of us at home to say thank you to our military families for your service and sacrifice. Visit Armyscholarshipfoundation.org and get involved today.
0: Welcome back to America, Can We Talk? I'm Debbie Georgiatis. I want to talk a tiny bit more about this progressive privilege idea because it's really clever in helping to awaken, to help people see uh, what the left has managed to do in our political conversation, our, our cultural conversation, just as examples. And again, everything we talk about tonight, I have links up at our website, americacanwetalk.org. The website is undergoing even better transitions. It's going to be truly wonderful in a few very shortly. Um, and also our YouTube channel, uh, America Can We Talk, Debbie Georgiatis. I have all sorts of stuff up there you can can watch. But, on, but in this article, I'm mentioning, I, I check your progressive privilege. Just think about these ideas for a moment. And before I get into the article, I'll just give you a few examples. I think that in America, there are traditional christians who believe in traditional marriage who believe that is what the bible teaches and that they and that's what they support this is their church supports um they're not hurting anybody else they're not but they that is their personal belief part of what's happened in this country because of the um just relentless aggressive vocal verbal and again relentless i'll say assertion Of left-wing views on so many topics, including marriage, most people aren't comfortable speaking up in any context, except maybe in the home, in the confines of their own home at the dinner table, as long as there aren't any guests over saying, yeah, I think marriage is a man and a woman. I mean, that's just one example among thousands of examples where the left has managed to make the left-wing view, which is inconsistent with American history, inconsistent with um, the the Christian worldview, the the Judeo-Christian worldview, not just on issues like marriage, but on all sorts of issues, whether we should have a secure border. The question in the left-wing mindset is, You either fight the wall, you hate the wall, you oppose the wall, or else you're xenophobic and you don't like people who don't look like you. Either you support, and then the list goes on and on and on and on. Left-wing views and the people who hold left-wing views are held up as models, as examples, as winners, as the extraordinary people um, in, in so many contexts. And it causes people who have a more constitutional limited, biblical worldview to think, I'm not going to speak up. I'm just going to be silent. I'm telling you folks, if you don't speak up, those who speak up tend to win the argument. So I want to just, this progressive privilege idea was a really good thought because what has happened in recent years, as you likely know, is that... The whole concept of white privilege was developed by the uh, black, li- or as a result of Black Lives Matter, or in tandem with the Black Lives Matter movement. And the white privilege thing is just taken over college campuses. I mean, we've done story after story after story in the show about college campuses, where you the courses you must take, or the recommended courses, or the uh, these statements put out by the administration and, ca- and college campuses. Are deliberately and profoundly anti Caucasian, presumptive about the existence of racial bias, racial pre- prejudice, racial bigotry in, in everyone. It's an accusatory mindset that exists on college campuses. So, getting around to what this uh, progressive privilege idea is, they're talking about, she starts out by saying, progressives are constantly checking their white privilege. But what about ideological privilege? a good in other ways an ideological privilege she basically talks about how and we talked about these examples on the show when they happened that vogue headlined a post-election commentary vogue magazine which i don't read but maybe you do vogue headlined a post-election commentary why do white women keep voting for the gop and against their own interests presumptively deciding because you are a woman and because you're white you should not be stupid enough to vote Republican. That's what they're saying. You're not allowed to think if you're a woman. They, the progressive elites, have decided how women must think and so if you and must vote, so if you dare vote inconsistently or in man inconsistent what they're saying, then you're to be mocked you know, in a in a magazine that was Vogue, another one, The Guardian, had a story up. Half of white women continue to vote Republican. What's wrong with them? As though White women couldn't possibly want to vote Republican because they believe in those values, because they, they hold various values of, that are consistent with the Republican Party. Um, in fact, that article in Guardian went on to say that people who vote for Republicans do it, white women do it for the same reasons white men do, because they're racist. So now to even vote Republican, which is, you know, half the country, why we have President Trump and not President Clinton, they're all racist. That's what they're saying. And this is designed to remove thinking. This is designed to skip over the part about discussing why they think Republican policies on any number of issues are right or wrong, or why Democrat issue, uh, policies on any set of issues are right or wrong. It's designed to jump over that, to say, no, 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 we, the elites, have already thought it out for you. We've thought of everything. We've decided what you can think, what you can't think, and when you're wrong. And we're just telling you if you vote Republicans because you're racist. And so, you know, I mean, it's, it's absurd. But then to go on, um, go on and on. And this also, there are magazines that talk about, you know, like uh, stellar women leaders, and they'll list all liberals. And so, this is kind of a, a beginning recognition is to recognize that ha- this has been woven into the uh, elitism of academia, woven into media, woven into magazines and newsletters and alleged, uh, you know, uh, alleged periodicals that supposedly are sharing culture and insight. And what they're really doing is selling left-wing elitist views that say everybody has to agree with us or we're going to find the label to call you. Truly, truly egregious, Obnoxious, and I'm so glad this this whole idea of this um this check your progressive privilege thing has um is being talked about, just being talked about very openly. Yeah, we're not going to have progressive privilege. We're not going to just surrender silently to the left's um, takeover of um of the entire culture and conversation. Okay. What I really was going to talk about in this segment, and I'm going to get to it, but I keep wanting to wrap up the previous segment. But again, with respect to what's going to happen, what, the, why this is such a time for thinkers, time for serious conservative thinkers, time for people who have passion and love this country and love liberty, is because we are going to face an onslaught from the media and their cohorts in the Republican, I mean, the Democrat-controlled House. One thing that the Democrats are doing, one thing that happened as a result of the Republicans losing the midterm elections with respect to the House is this— that the investigation by the House and Senate into what happened inside the FBI and Department of Justice in 2016, where at least as much as we already know, we know the Obama administration, while he was still president, was using the NSA database to, to spy on all sorts of people who were perceived as political enemies. Utterly inappropriately, illegally. We know that the the Russian dossier paid for by the Hillary Clinton campaign and the Democrat National Committee, which was a complete campaign hit piece, was used by the FBI to get the issuance of FISA warrants to spy on Trump and his team, this all being grotesquely inappropriate. We've had guest after guest on the show. Part of what the to talk about how extreme this was the biggest scandal in American history. And I'm not being hyperbolic, biggest scandal in American history. Which happened because the Democrats now won the house control of the House is all investigation by the House, um, House committees, the House Republicans, into what happened inside the FBI and Department of Justice, who authorized this, who okayed it, who reviewed this and said, wait a minute, we really, really can't be doing this. All of that dies. All that dies. In fact, the Republicans have now submitted a letter. They had to end their probe into the fbi 's conduct in the two thousand and sixteen elections they 've sent a letter uh, to the FBI to the FBI, essentially saying um, the chairman of the two House committees described what they said was the seemingly anyway they, they sent a letter to um, House Judiciary Chairman Bob Goodlat and representative Trey Gowdy, House Oversight and Government Reform Chairman both retiring next week, sent a letter to the Justice Department and to the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell essentially saying we have to end the probe. We could not get the information out of the DOJ. They stonewalled us. These are my words, not theirs. The DOJ-FBI stonewalled, refused to answer, turned over heavily redacted documents. And so what the Democrats hope as we head into this 2019 uh, year where the Democrats control the House... What they think and hope is that the entire investigation into the profound corruption by a slew of high-level DOJ and FBI officials will be dropped and forgotten. What they intend to do is to try to key up Mueller, keep Mueller going after Trump, but the whole thing will die. The answers have to be a new head of the a, a new attorney general, a new head of the department of justice must be appointed and approved that and confirmed by the Senate and that person, whoever it is, who is not controlled by the, the Democrats running the house has to do an investigation, an internal investigation, perhaps with an inspector general to find out what happened inside DOJ, FBI, name names, Get indictments. Go after it. Or else we will have just succumbed to the worst scandal in American history. Debbie Georgiass, Eric, can we talk? Come back. Uh, and start saving lives today.
7: Have you heard of the Policy Circle? It's a national network of women who come together in neighborhood conversations to discuss the public policies impacting their communities. You can think of it as a book club, but instead of reviewing a book, members discuss public policy issues. Policy Circle members have access to membership-only resources and benefits that complement a thoughtful framework for women to come together and have fact-based discussions. From Healthcare to Poverty, From free enterprise to education, from fiscal responsibility to the First Amendment, we discuss the issues that shape America. Change starts with a conversation. Conversations happen when women across the nation are connected and engaged in their communities, openly sharing their views and taking a leadership role in policy dialogue on what human creativity can accomplish in a free economy. Are you ready to join a growing network of engaged women? To join or start your own policy circle, visit thepolicycircle.org today. That's thepolicycircle.org.
8: The federal government spends $900 billion annually on anti-poverty programs. What has it produced? 75% of black children are born into fatherless homes. 43% of the prison population is black. The black poverty rate has remained at twice the national average. And cities like Oakland, Baltimore, St. Louis, and Detroit are in ruins. Instead of helping, bad policies and billions of dollars have spread a sickness in the black community. It's time for a cure. The Center for Urban Renewal and Education, CURE, led by President Star Parker, is addressing our nation's most critical problems in our nation's most distressed zip codes. Cure's mission is to fight poverty and restore dignity through faith, freedom, and personal responsibility. To find out more, to read about how Cure works, and how you can help, please visit UrbanCure.org and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Together, you and I can cure America.
3: and helping them through their short-term struggles. Make a difference today and help serve America's military families. Visit OperationHomeFront.org. That's OperationHomeFront.org.
0: Welcome back to America Can We Talk. I'm Debbie Georgiadis. We're doing our 2019 getting ready for the fight. And you know, it's a funny thing. I realized as I was preparing the show today, I was thinking at home how, you know, I don't want to, it can sound like, like um, things are ominously dark and everything's terrible. It's really not true at all. I'm actually very optimistic about America. Um, what I'm doing tonight, what I'm trying to talk about is, first of all, how far apart The um, the parties are and I don't mean just, you know, uh, picking at President Trump and criticizing him for for little things. I mean, how far apart the agendas are of the uh, of the American left and what I think of as the mainstream Main Street America, how far apart those two agendas are. The, those two agendas are just worlds apart. The, the, what we see looming in 2019 and, and as promised by not just uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the you know the seeming spokesman for the Democrat Party these days, but you know, by Nancy Pelosi is a, a radical push toward Medicare for all, which is socialized medicine. It is taking health care freedom away from every single American citizen, and agreeing that the government can can control the healthcare system, as I said many times in the show, and I'll say it again because it matters so much to understand, when there were radical leftists taking over countries throughout history. Hitler was a radical leftist, as was Lenin and Stalin and, and uh, Mao Zedong, all sorts of left-wing leaders who wanted to have power over their people. A primary thing they targeted was getting control of the healthcare system. When you have control of the healthcare system, you have the people. And this is why many of the Republicans who've been saying, well, you know, we could probably still live with Obamacare, just a few more tweaks or something. No, no. We have to repeal the idea of socialism in America. That's a big agenda, big item that the left has in mind, and they will never stop pushing it. Which is why, when I use the term relentless about the left, I'm not exaggerating. When Obamacare passed, I think a lot of people got duped by the very short-term theatrics put on by the Obama administration, claiming that the health the care system was awful and terrible and there were all these people suffering. It couldn't have been further from the truth. The American health care system was the best on earth. It is where everyone in socialized medicine countries who somehow has ability to travel, America is where they will come to get care. Our health care system was and is the best on earth because of freedom, because of free market system, because of the freedom of the people to control and to make choices and freedom of insurance companies, freedom of doctors, because of freedom. And so when the left is, and and by the way, when Obamacare passed, I did some research about it. I mean, the first time some left-wing Democrat proposed taking over the healthcare system in our country, it was way back, and I don't have it in front of me, so I could be inaccurate about this. It's like the 1920s. I'm telling you, the left-wing mindset is we must control the people. The American mindset is that people deserve freedom. We have a God-given right to freedom. The issue with Obamacare is not just that the insurance policies became too expensive or that the uh, major insurance companies kept dropping out of the big exchanges because they couldn't afford it. It wasn't a it wasn't just a tweak and a fix. It was the concept. What was the at the core of. What was wrong with Obamacare was it's premised on socialism. It's premised on the idea that government has the right control to control your health system. It was designed to fail, and it is failing. Everyone can see it's failing. The left's answer is, let us just run the whole thing. And the right's answer is, let's go back to freedom. Yes, of course, we have to find ways, and we always have, and we always will, and we can improve them to make sure we get adequate care for the least among us, the poorest among us, and people with unique situations such as pre-existing conditions. Yes, we find ways. To make sure they get care, but that doesn't mean you take away the health care freedom of millions and millions and millions of Americans. That's another looming enormous issue facing this country. Will come crashing down the pike from the House when they're done trying to find a reason to um, impeach President Trump. That'll be one of the issues that they have. Um, That they they push last week on the show, the last show before Christmas, we talked about religious freedom. So I didn't go into it tonight, but last week's show we just we covered in great detail all the threats to religious freedom facing this country. They're still there. They're very very serious. I want to talk about the Mueller probe briefly. So the Democrats get control of the House, so they're instantly going to drop any further investigation. To find out what happened inside the FBI and Department of Justice in 2016, actually started in 2015 and 16, what they did to how profoundly they broke American law and they broke the trust of the American people. The Democrats were fine with the FBI and DOJ were doing, so they won't investigate. But they will, however, continue to encourage the Mueller investigation ongoing still, ongoing looking for something that somehow can be viewed as impeachable. Somehow to bring down this president. This is another aspect of the relentlessness of the American left. They want this president gone because they can't believe he dared defeat Queen Hillary. And they can't believe someone who's actually an outsider who does not go along with a uniparty ruling elite now runs this country and actually is not afraid of them. This is they, they are driven beyond words on Mueller and how relentless he is. I I, I didn't post the article. I'll quickly tell you I read this story about a, a new thing that Mueller is into of all astonishing things. Here he's, he he kind of dug into every affiliate with it with the Trump campaign and and whether he possibly held a meeting with somebody when he wasn't supposed to. And I mean just all of the I mean I'm not I'm not saying for example that Manafort or Cohen didn't break some laws with with which they've been charged they 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 may have unrelated to trump russia collusion unrelated to the reason for Mueller's existence as special counsel maybe they did they probably would never have been investigated and indicted and prosecuted and convicted if they hadn't been working with trump but maybe they did some wrong things but that wasn't really what Mueller's mission was supposed to be he was supposed to find out if there was trump collusion, Trump team collusion with the Russians, which has resulted in nothing, zero, zero, zip, nada. This week, however... Somebody came up with a fact that in uh, some golf club that President Trump owns in New Jersey, some investigation revealed that some people working for the golf club may have not—they either were using stolen green cards or they didn't have the right kind of documentation as an as an immigrant to be working. And so, okay, you know, these are things we investigate. I think you know pretty much everyone wants them to be investigated when there's actually a problem. Um, but this has come to the come to light. It's now. Now, the New Jersey attorney general is looking into this Trump club, Trump-owned golf club. Mueller's people are in the middle of this. I'm pretty sure that the employment status, the immigration status of anyone working for the golf club Trump owns in New Jersey has nothing whatsoever to do with Trump-Russia collusion. But Mueller, proving his witch-hunt mode, is all over this, sending people to look into this question. Speaking of witch hunt, as a funny, I didn't get to throw this into my um, cruise of the news, but I want a quick mention because it's very, very funny. CNN, CNN, that, you know, just communist news network, just, just horrible, biased fake news. They deserve every insult Trump gives them. But they ran a segment how some group of witches in America, like there really are witch groups of witches, I don't even know what they're called was complaining that Trump uses the term witch hunt in referring to the Mueller investigation because it's belittling witches. I mean, seriously, I mean, stupid enough that they care whether Trump uses the term witch hunt. I mean, whether witch groups care, but ridiculously stupid that you have CNN thought it worthy of a segment to talk about how the witches don't like Trump saying witch hunt. Truly absurd. Speaking of the witch hunt, Trump apparently is now, according to Giuliani, Mayor Giuliani, Trump's lawyer, one of his lawyers, is saying Trump has done talk with Mueller. No more talking to Mueller. I agree. One last thing I want to try to get you to tonight before we wrap up this show was, um, you know, the Saudi Arabian uh, whole uh, intrigue involving this. Um, and I had an expert in the show who um, told me to, the way to say this guy's name is Kasaji. Jamal Kasaji he was the uh, Washington post uh, you know temporary he wasn't a, a he was not a journalist for them he was an occasional contributor anyway Kasaji who was murdered uh, in the um, Saudi Arabian embassy in Turkey and and now they're uh, investigating about you know it's a whole big mess and I'm not going to go off in the story to that tonight except to say that what came out uh, in the Washington Post uh, acknowledged last Friday kind of an, a story you know, planted when it was kind of too late to, uh, when people weren't paying attention to the news, it appears now that text messages between Kasaji and an executive at the Qatar, Q-A-T-A-R, the country Qatar, Qatar, however you want to say it, an executive at um, Qatar Foundation International, show that the executive for the Qatar Foundation, Maggie Mitchell Salem, shaped columns that Kasaji wrote for the Washington Post. The short story is, The more you know about Kasaji, he he was... He was doing the bidding of Cutter. He was criticizing the Saudis. I mean, he just he wasn't as clean a player. But the real point is, the Washington Post had tried to make this whole episode into another uh, anti-Trump thing, another anti-journalist thing, and, and and also trying to get America to turn against our one and only ally in the Middle East, who actually really matters, Saudi Arabia. And I and I think Trump has handled this one really well. Just to say, you know, we're not going there with um, you know ending all relationships with um, Saudi Arabia. We got we got to be. Uh, on top of, um, we, we have to have an ally in that part of the world who understands what we stand for and who will, who's doing some good things. Um, so I, uh, you know, the show's almost over. It's my last show on Salem tonight. So if you just tuned in, you did not know this, I am moving America. Can we talk over to a very large platform, a larger platform for the show It's going to be Monday through Thursday, three to 4 PM central time still be right here on facebook live, so you can come anytime watch it on facebook live it'll also be on 18 other podcast aggregators so it's a it's a very high-end lovely studio High quality, you know, cameras and production, making this into more like a more like a television show kind of thing. Uh, but it's the same, Debbie Georgeadas. It's the same. America, can we talk? It's the same arguments that, or arguments is not the right word. The same things I try to say every week. That our job as Americans is to preserve this unique, extraordinary adventure in liberty, which is America. And I'll be back. Next Sunday at six right here about on Facebook Live, but doing it from my studio at home and then starting January fourteenth, Monday through Thursday, three to four PM Central. And if you have a hard time finding if you're not on Facebook, if you're hearing this on radio and or and and you wanna know where to find me, you can email me at America Can We Talk at gmail dot com. I'm Debbie Georges. Have a great week and thanks for listening.
4: Debbie, go to America Can We dot org. America Can We Talk. Truth about America.